welcome to the Skeptic Wire. thing of the Skeptic Wire on the 29th of May, 2013. Right? It is 2000, yes. right? Not 19. Okay. Yeah. I'm your host, Caroline, and with me this week as per regular are Dennis Wofford. Uh, oh, you were saying something? Yeah. Wake up! And Greg Prime. I've invented a new color. It's called Bleem. Not Bleem? No, no, no. Okay, because that's a toothpaste. That would be madness. I was going to say, that would be just a little too bright. Sounds bright. (laughs) And she doesn't go for bright right now. She's in the dull. (laughs) That's why she hangs out with us. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah, fight that a little harder, please. (laughs) No, no, you're not dull. Are your clothes dull dull and drab? (laughs) Yes, and that's the way we like it. Right. So, how's everybody's week? We don't care. Ha, ha, ha. We had a Memorial Day weekend. No, we had an apocalypse. That's the way I feel, Harpo. <laughs> Let's scoff at Memorial Day. Yo, look how happy she looks scoffing at Memorial Day. Well, yeah, as Donna mentioned, we have had a little bit of a rain apocalypse this weekend, which yes. kind of made... My dog, Harpo, incredibly unhappy with the full overnight rain delusion of San Antonio. But on the other hand, since it was a long three-day weekend, I stayed home for all three days. So she got to hang out with me all three days. So she liked that. Oh, yeah. shut up. I how was you. How was the flooding over here? Because uh, the creek beds near my house were, uh, were dangerously high. And I had a tornado touchdown near my house about two miles away. That's not good. Yeah, it's an F-Zero. <laughs> So it was a, a basically, dirt devil is what you uh, it it it, uh, it ripped off some bricks from a corner store. Uh, so an F-Zero essentially is a tornado that comes by and goes... Yeah. It's like, little pig, little pig, let me in. And AT&T has this cool little service that it'll set, uh, push alerts to you. Mm-hmm. And so it was pushing uh, severe thunderstorms and flooding around me and everything. Never received anything about no tornado. <laughs> yeah, well, I well, and that's not true. I, there, there was also a tornado north of me uh, by about five miles, and I did receive word of that. I got to work morning. in the apocalypse. Woohoo! That's right. I was out at two thirty in the morning working the apocalypse. Superheroes, de- no sleep. Exactly. It's hard life for a pimp, I guess, Donna. It sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think some of my clothes are actually still trying to dry out. <laughs> cool. Okay. Did you get your shots, though? Yeah, we got them. Cool. What about I, the movie footage? Movie footage looks great. Uh-huh. Yeah, shots, yeah. movie footage. Yeah. And I, I shot a commercial this weekend, too. Hopefully. Oh, the one with Campbell's. Yeah. Campbell's. I may be a Campbell's kid. <laughs> okay, you did okay. enough corporate whoring last week, Gary. We don't need more of that now. now All we- of a sudden... The Skeptic Choir turns into the Truman Show. That's right. 
Let me tell you something, though. Uh, cold soup, not really good. <laughs> this week, the Skeptic Wire is brought to you by Bleen. <laughs> Bleen. Are your teeth dull and drab? Yeah, and that's the way we like it. <laughs> I've got this odd sense of deja vu. I hmm. thought there was Vujade. Nope, nope, deja vu. I just remember that from somewhere else. Really? To the Google! <laughs> well, <laughs> exciting times. Comedy is all about timing. <laughs> I'm just like, we don't have any today. <laughs> so, so uh, let's have, just move on. <laughs> yeah, do, we have, do we have a birthday? birthday yes, birthday, we birthday? have a birthday today. Yay! Well, I hope it's somebody's birthday today. Well... Okay, is it a dead guy's birthday? Yes. yes. <laughs> and slightly depressing in that this person was born May 29th, 1978. Oh. Wow. Passed away May 30th, 2008. Pat Tillman. The ripe old age of 30. No, it no. is not Pat Tillman. Hmm. This person is more well known for a disease that he had. Lou Gehrig. No. No, he was a lot older, yeah. <laughs> Quite a long time ago. Hmm, 1978, and the disease is named after this person? No, but something else related to the disease is named after him. Tourette's. Fuck you. <laughs> no. Okay, uh, There. Uh, another clue that if you get it from this, I will be completely shocked. Apparently, a poem from his mother to himself was translated and used by Phil Collins as lyrics for one of his songs. Ah, so he's not an American... And not English-speaking. Correct. Maybe French? Um, German? I, it, I can hear it coming in the air tonight. I don't think so. What were the lyrics? I don't know. Oh. All I know is the little bit of trivia that was translated. Okay. And to give the title of the song would be giving too much away. Yeah, And, and also, by the way, uh, Phil Collins does not at all sound like that. <laughs> that was my heavy metal... He sounds a lot better than you. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, Depends so. on your preferences. Yeah. Really? Giving the name of the, the title away? What, is it named after the kid? Yes. Oh. It is the kid's name. Oh. And, okay. All right. I th uh, here's my third kind of clue. I think that Donna will probably get this because this kid was made very famous. By a movie with... My left foot. No, by a movie with... Uh, Susan Sarandon, yes. Lorenzo's Oil. Yes. The kid's name, hold on, hold on, Lorenzo Adone? Yes. Ah, queen of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Exactly. Lorenzo Adone. My job is done here today. Thank you. <laughs> you can go sleep now. When yeah. he was fairly young, he was um, diagnosed with adrenoleukodystrophy, which I spent 10 minutes memorizing how to pronounce earlier today. Which is essentially a disease where... Turns a, him into a wolf. <laughs> no, not, not lycopanthy or whatever that... Like, like a panther? Like, like a, a panther. Like a panther. <laughs> Running Touching through the night. <laughs> I thought you were going with a like a virgin yeah, kind of Yeah, I was, quote. actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a velvet painting for the very first time. <laughs> Like a black velvet painting panther <laughs> with your black light next to my eye. You're a madman. I'm mad so man. glad we have that on tape. 
Okay, so so lycopanthy. We gotta start performing live <laughs> again and do that. Oh, or, is it, or is it? He he just like he likes writing writing shorts. No, not lycopanthy. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, at this point, I can't figure out if I'm just gonna cut that and put it at the end, or just leave it the fuck in the middle of the podcast. Choices, choices. <laughs> Adrenoleukodystrophy, oh, okay. which deals a lot with there's adrenal problems as well as one of the main issues is there's a disorder in how certain fat, fatty acids are oxidized. It causes the buildup of what are called very long chain fatty acids, which I think we should use as a band name. <laughs> long chain fatty acids? Very long chain fatty acids. Because it has a kind of innuendo as well as being, I'm fat. VLCFA. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's described at. So it's not entirely known exactly what's going on, why these buildup of these fatty acids cause a problem. But there's problems with, as I said, the adrenal system, as well as problems with the myelin sheaths that insulate the nerve cells dying off. So in some ways, it's kind of similar to MS Mm -hmm. in that the myelin dies off and it causes a lot of neurological problems. But those kind of tissues die off or or have problems because of this buildup. So way back when, in the uh, early 80s, Lorenzo Adone's parents decided, well, there's not a lot known about adrenoleukodystrophy. So they decided, okay, well, we have to do something. And here comes comes why we're talking about it on a skeptical podcast. Ha! Because it's kind of sciencey, but also kind of wooey. Not as bad as Berlinski, perhaps. No. Okay. It turns out that there's Lorenzo's oil actually is an oil. It is a, a, a substance that is four parts glycol triloterate, one part glycerol eruticate. And don't ask me to pronounce that ever again. Which they formulate into something. And I couldn't tell how people take it if they... Drink it, drink it, or it goes in or, IV or something, or they just swirl it around in their mouth and spit it out, or it's an IV or whatever. Uh, it probably has to go in the body because I imagine that what it's doing is it's trying to break down the yeah. the fatty acids. Yes, what it does is it prevents them from building up from that they get formed too much, and it also helps break them down. That sort of it thing prevents the accumulation of the fatty acid. Yes, okay. exactly. Now the weird thing is that there have been different treatments for adrenoleukodystrophy, which have involved more modern things like doing stem cell, sorry, bone marrow transplants to give them stem cells, Hmm. and also uh, gene therapy, which has been in an effort to introduce the genes that can process those very long-chain fatty acids, and then also therapy for dealing with the adreno issues, and then Lorenzo's oil, which is supposed to be just the fatty acids. And the thing is, when... Patients have had Lorenzo's oil to deal with the fatty acids. It hasn't necessarily helped their cognitive functions or their adrenal functions. It's just brought down, it seems, those level of fatty acids. Hmm. And when you treat the cognitive things with the myelin stuff and the bone marrow transplant and the genetic treatment, it doesn't deal with the adrenal issues. You deal with the adrenal issues, it doesn't fix the other issues. Right. So, so there's pushing down bubbles. Not even that. Not even that. It's like treating one thing and it does not affect anything else. So the very long chain fatty acids aren't actually causing the death of those cells. They're just a marker of the disease, apparently. Mm. Yeah. So Mm. there have been many 
many studies on Lorenzo's oil, and a lot of them have been by a researcher, Hugo Moser. He's done a lot of studies and has said, you know what, it doesn't really deal with the actual symptoms of the problem. It may delay onset of the disease, but it doesn't actually cure anybody who has um, adrenal leukodystrophy. It's one of those things where it's really become an entrenched kind of, I want to believe it because I want to do something. Right. It's, it's, it's you know, it's a 1 in 20,000 disease because it's on the X chromosome, so men have it more than women. Mm-hmm. So it's not a very common disease. When someone has it, and there's not a lot of research going into it, people want to do anything. And It's, it's 1 in 20,000? That seems pretty high. I think that's some of the numbers I saw. Incidents estimated between 1 in 20 and 1 in 50. Wow, that's still a lot. It's still a lot, but it's, it's not, not as common as cancer, the common cold, yeah. or something like that. So okay. it's one of those things where people who believe it can do something are latching onto it despite the, the lack of scientific evidence. But on the other hand, Lorenzo's oil was created with sound science in that it was meant to target the very long-chain fatty acids. Because they thought that that was the problem. Exactly. But that's not the problem. Right. It's, it's treating... Not, it's, not the only problem. It is... It's like putting zinc in homeopathy. It's doing something, right. but it's not doing what you think it's doing. Right. Long story short, I brought it up as a skeptical topic because, well, it's interesting scientifically, and it's that gray area, which often we as skeptics have to deal with in that it's kind of sciencey, but there's not a lot of science to back it up as being effective for the disease itself. All right. Happy awesome. birthday, if you were still alive, Lorenzo Adonia. Awesome. Unfortunately... Yes. We had someone who passed away recently who is a, is a person that we must give great respect to. The, one of the people behind the Lemon Test, which is about separation of church and state. Alton T. Lemon. And he uh, died, when was it? May Circled. 4th. May 4th. Well, that was quite a while ago. Yeah, it's just that the obituaries have finally started circulating around. Ah. That's why people started mentioning it this last week or so on social networks and blogs and stuff like that. Right. So he died May 4th at the age of 84. Yes. Now, what is the lemon test, you may ask? It is not driving the car off the lot. Those are lemon laws, but not named after this guy. 1971, Supreme Court case decided that aid to religious schools can only be supplied if the religious school is also doing secular education. Or, well, or specifically applied towards the teaching of, the, of secular and not necessarily pure religious. Well, part of the problem was that all the, this Pennsylvania law was reimbursing Catholic schools for teacher salaries and books Catholic and stuff like that. Yeah that were in secular subjects, but the schools had such a a parochial emphasis that the idea that they were completely neutral, and also the fact that it was only going to Roman Catholic schools, was too much of an entanglement. Right. Because you can give money to, say, a soup kitchen if they're handing out soup to the poor, and that's really all they do, as long as it's separate from the church that's next door in its... It's got a separate bank account. It's a right. separate thing. But this is just, well, here's some money. Yeah. Right. So, and it's been expanded to not just the educational system. It's been expanded to basically. Any government the, money. If the government has any involvement, it must have that secular purpose. 
if your soup kitchen is standing there preaching the word of God while they're handing out the soup, there's a problem. Right. So the, the lemon test itself has three parts. Part the first, the government's action must have a secular legislative purpose. In other words, if they're going to be giving the money, it has to be secular. Part the second, the government's action must not have the primary effect of either advancing or inhibiting religion. Part the third, the government's action must not result in an, quote, excessive government entanglement, end quote, with religion. So, which of course goes back to what the uh, First Amendment about separation of, oh, sorry, not separation of church and state. The but establishment the, clause. The establishment clause saying that they cannot promote a state religion. Exactly. And, and this Pennsylvania case mostly seemed to fall on that third clause, which was that giving the religious school the money for the, the classrooms, the teachers, the books, was just too much of an entanglement. There wasn't enough right. of a dividing line between church and state. Especially since no, nobody else was getting the, the money. But right. what we're seeing is, and apparently Lemon had lamented, is the fact that there is a... Erosion. erosion. Yes. yes. I think that's exactly what his word was. The erosion of the separation of church and state. And we're seeing that particularly in the southern colonies. Uh, Texas, uh, what was it, Louisiana, or where, where they were, were doing the... Vouchers. The vouchers and uh, yeah. Islamic schools were starting to... To use them this. and everybody <laughs> was having a conniption. Yeah. Well, we've even seen that really in another case that's been in the news the next last day or so in that down in Florida there was a Ten Commandments monument put out in front of a courthouse in a county in Florida and the atheist said you can't do that. That kind of fits the first clause of its there's no secular legislative purpose to having Ten Commandments there. Right. The first one is you must obey your God. Right. That's not a secular purpose. So Actually, the first one is, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before, before me. me. Doesn't say anything about obey yet. I, I, it's, ah! it's been some 20 years <laughs> since I've been in church. Bite me. Um, <laughs> but essentially, there was no secular purpose for that. So the erosion we've seen is that the court decision was, well, either you have to have all or nothing. And then the local leader said, okay, well, then we'll just open it up for everything. And now the American atheists have called their bluff and said, okay, we're putting up an American atheist monument right next to the damn Ten Commandments. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's just such a waste of time. If you want to go to church, go to time church. Money, yeah. yeah, that's what churches are for. That's yeah. where you go there at least once a week, or are supposed to, if you're a church-going person. Yeah, or, or, you know, Bible studies on Wednesdays and stuff yeah. like that, but... Unfortunately, we've seen, especially with Supreme Court justices like Antonin Scalia, yeah. he has, um, there's one quote in here or something. Yeah, he's all pissed off about it. It becomes so difficult to pass legislation. Yes, uh, Antonin Scalia. Like some ghoul in a late night horror movie it, that sits, repeatedly sits up on its grave and shuffles abroad after being repeatedly killed and buried, Lemon stalks our establishment clause, jurisprudence once again. Frightening the little children and school attorneys. I'm pretty sure the lemon test is not the test that is frightening little kids in school. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. That It'd math test. The Catholic test, priest. Ooh, ba -doom, 
I'm just saying that mouth <laughs> test. You're probably scaring him a little more. Nah, probably. Yeah, it's it's more the attorneys and stuff like that, but it really scares the hardliners who want to get religion and everything because it's pretty. It should be self-explanatory, even though the lemon test is very. The lemon test is good in that it's open and vague enough that it's not not easy to get around it with a loophole, but it's also flexible and vague enough that you can really kind of push the boundaries of it like it's been yeah. done a lot with, you know, Ten Commandment monuments and stuff like that. Yeah. What can you do? Um, keep writing your Congress critters and vote secular. Uh, and support... Oh, I don't know. Uh, Secular People Coalition United. of America, yeah. American yeah. United. Amer- it's American United. Americans, Americans United, United for the United. separation of church and state. Our good friend and one-time interviewee, Barry Lynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, put that back. So if you haven't listened to it, Freedom from Religion Foundation, American Atheists, they all do a lot of work on the United Secular Front. Coalition. American Humanists. Yeah, all sorts of people. To whose... Uh, is it whose? To whom's... <laughs> To whose convention I am going tomorrow morning, in fact. Yay! Which will be I would Thursday. I would say it would be to whom. So, to whom's? if you whom's happen to have downloaded this attending. episode while Gary is at this convention and you're at this convention, find him. Find say him hi. and give him a hug. Yeah. I will have a skeptic wire pendant from Surly Amy on. Cool. So, be bald. look for that and rub his head for. Fun, not for luck. Sorry, rub my head. Luck. I'll give you one of the twelve answers from the Magic Eight Ball. <laughs> <laughs> the future is Other. not bright. <laughs> <laughs> unclear. Ask again later. Well, you know who else is unclear, and apparently we had to ask again later of what the hell he was talking about. Uh, wait a minute. Does he wear a dress? I, I'm sort sure it, he doesn't call it that. <laughs> the cassock funny, or something funny, like funny that. Funny hat? Definitely funny hats. Pointed little hat? Um, sometimes. Probably doesn't mm. speak English anymore. Yes, he talks Italian. I don't think because he, he lives know. in Italy now and talks about Tootsie Fruity ice cream. No. 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 He doesn't, he doesn't instantly move into the Vatican and God become, grants him the ability become... to be a stereotype. <laughs> I thought that's how it worked. You move to France and you start talking like this. Oh, oh, oh. And smoking. Yes. And living in black and white. <laughs> and then you move to Scotland and you start buggering sheep. Apologies wow. to all of our wow. Scottish listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no. <laughs> then again, I moved to Texas and I didn't start being buggering, religious and buggering, buggering my cousin. Or and... being buggered by. <laughs> um, Insult your own well, backyard, not you, international. You know what? Hey, the Jersey Shore is open for business. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? All this talk of buggering has nothing to do with the Catholic Church, so let's move on. <laughs> Are we talking about the Pope? Yes. We're talking about the Pope. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he said, what? Atheists are welcome in heaven. Kind of. It was, it was a little vague. Or can it, get to heaven. It was, I, I believe it was kind of open to certain interpretations. It's a long quote, but I could no. read what he said. Did you find the actual quote? Because I found a little bit. Uh, there's a paragraph here that it looks like there aren't any breaks in the quote, so okay. I'll, I'll just read it out. Are you going to read it in a really bad Italian accent? Or... <laughs> 
when I tried to practice it earlier today, my Italian accent turned into a German accent, turned into a Scottish accent, turned into a Sc- Southern accent in the space of four sentences. <laughs> so Very worldly of you. Yes. I think the simplest thing for me to do is just read it in a Southern accent. Okay. Because he's from South America. No, yeah. South America. South America. Yeah. So South it, America. Southern accent makes sense. <laughs> in what world? <laughs> They both have the word south in it. There we go. That's true. Yeah. That blends. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Pope Francis. Pope uh, Francis, what do you have to say? He said in the Mass on um, May 22nd, which apparently was, what was it for? It was a homily. Yeah, it was a homily, and it was some some saint feast or something like that. So... <laughs> Pope Francis said, The Lord hath redeemed us all, all of us, with the blood of Christ. All of us, not just Catholics, everyone. Father, the atheists, even the atheists, everyone. And this blood makes us children of God of the first class. We were created children in the likeness of God. And the, <laughs> and the blood of Christ has redeemed us all. And we all have a duty to do good. And this commandment for everyone to do good, I think, is a beautiful path towards peace. If we're each doing our part, if we do good to to others, if we meet there doing good, and we go slowly, gently, little by little, we will make that culture of encounter. We need that so much. We need to meet one another doing good. But I don't believe, Father, I'm an atheist. But do good, and we will meet one another there. (laughs) <laughs> so essentially he's saying I mean what I got out of this was everybody can do good and doing good is is a good thing and everybody can be saved because yes. there are little quotes here and there especially in some of the follow-ups from other people who are saying no 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 the Pope doesn't like atheists hold on we're essentially saying that yeah atheists can be good people and they can do good works and if they decide to be saved and believe in Jesus Christ, then they can go to heaven. So I think it's more not that atheists can go to heaven, but that anybody could be allowed to be, be Catholic, Catholic if they want to. Right. We're not going to exclude anybody. We're not going to have first-class Catholics and second-class Catholics. Everybody can be equal in their Catholicness as long as they Are cannibalized Jesus Christ for his flesh and blood. Yeah. Well, let's let's give Pope Francis a little bit of credit here. He's been the first pope in a while who's tried to make inroads with different groups. Exactly. That, that is, is a, a good thing, yeah. And this is a man who was elected very, very quickly in the conclave. Yeah. So he has a tremendous amount of popularity and power, and he's shown that he's not about... I mean, unlike Razzi the Nazi, who uh-uh. is the... Sorry, he was. Who was, what was his other name? The Dolce and Gabbana Pope or something? Because a lot of his stuff was very rich, very... Well, the, this the, guy. The, the previous two popes all had Gucci and, uh, yeah. and all those whoever made their shoes and all that right. crap. And this guy is, he was like, no, I'll sleep with the other guys while y'all... Okay, you might want to rephrase that. I'll sleep with the other... Priests. Priests. Still want to rephrase that. No. He, he's not sleeping with the priests. Slumber... See, you just have a dirty mind. He's 
he's not taking the papal apartments. He is uh, residing in the same chambers as any other type of priest would. He's sleeping with the other priests. (laughs) I said we weren't talking about buggering anymore, Gary. We aren't. We're We're talking talking about sleeping. See, this is the problem. (laughs) The word sleep and love and... Uh, well, basically the, everything is all becoming... All of the euphemisms yeah, for sex? Everything, everything, we didn't say he was having sex with them. Yeah. We said he was everything sleeping is, in the same it's room. It's become a euphemism. That kind of pisses me off. Because you can't say, you know, to your brother, I love I love you, brother. Because then everyone's like, oh, 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 it means you're having sex with him. No, it doesn't. You can't say it to a kid anymore because everyone's going, oh, you You're a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. So... Sleeping with does not mean having sex with. Now, when you're amongst friends and you say, I slept with her. Hint, yes. hint, wink, wink. But that's not what we're saying. So there. So back off. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Besides, yeah. that's not what we're talking about anyway. We're talking about atheists and popes. I'm, I'm impressed by Pope Francis because it's the first time really in my lifetime that I remember a Pope trying to be inclusive rather than exclusive. Yeah. Now, if he could just control his little minions who are coming out and going, no, 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 that's not what he said. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not what he said. I mean, what, what he said was, uh, no, I mean, well, that's what he said. What he meant, what He's, he meant was. This is 13 years of Catholic school talking here. I thought the Pope was, you know, ordained by God and is the revealer of God's newest thoughts, plans, projects, whatever. The infallible mouthpiece of God. Exactly. But only in terms of faith and morality. Otherwise, I looked this up today, actually, about the infallibility. And the Catholic Church is like, no, no, no. doesn't mean that he's... A perfect person that everything he says is true. That no, can only no, be no, no, that no. can only be Jesus. Right. No, he's 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 human. He's not uh, necessarily uh, impeccable. You know, he's human. So uh, infallibility only has to do when he makes judgments about certain faith or morality, except when he's wrong. It is kind of silly to have uh, whoever his spokesman person is. I can't remember the name. Reverend Thomas Rosica. Okay. When you had Rosica come out and say, oh, you're such a silly pope. Hold on. I'll explain. (laughs) Let me, let me explain. Cause you, can you imagine everybody in the Vatican, you know, he's out there giving this homily and he says that this sphincter closure moment of them going, oh shit. So, really? so basically, what you can do is take footage of the poke, poke, poke. Okay, that was an accident. That was a Freudian <laughs> penis. You can take footage of the Pope and then splice in pictures of like Rob Lowe and and all the crew from West Wing freaking out when the president says something weird yep. on the West Wing and just mush those together and say, "Oh my God, what? Is, oh, we got to talk about the press now and and, and yeah. damage control." Absolutely. So the fact is, he said it. That's cool. He's trying to get atheists through the door so they can get mm-hmm. a little bit more money. That's he he nice. does have some positive things, like Donna said, in that he's trying to be among the common man. He doesn't go out and like the Pope mobile. He goes out and shakes people's hands, and he actually washes women's feet, which is the first time any Pope has done that ever. I I don't know if ever, but that, that we know of. I don't. Yeah, in modern history, 
most popes, they just wash men's feet because women are different and weird, apparently. Um, We're not going to talk about, like, the Middle Ages when the popes had mistresses. Maybe they washed their feet, but (laughs) we don't know. But in modern history, popes don't do these kind of things, and popes always live up in the big apartments with the Gucci shoes. Yucky! They got cooties. I like the fact that he is encouraging, you know, that statement that is very popular among atheists right now: the "you can be good without God." Yeah, I personally appreciate that because it is the first time that we've seen a major religious leader say that. Yeah, I concur. And and that is essentially what he said. And there's there's no way they can really talk walk back from that, but they can still say religiously, No, 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 you're still all going to hell. Yeah. You have to come through the Catholic door and become Catholic. Otherwise you're going to hell. Yeah. Which is exactly There are some weird said. statements from that spokesperson of you have to come into her and be part of Yeah. I, I didn't know that the Catholic Church was female. Now, I know Mary's big and everything, but to call the Catholic Church her, which makes a whole lot of sense with the whole big pointed doors and the uh, the phalluses and the cervixes, uh, vaginas and stuff. Well, the doors with the no. ornamental wings on either side. It has wings. <laughs> uh, I'm not going. Okay, I'm not going down that, that's, that, that road. I found it interesting that... On a couple of the websites I went, I made the mistake of reading some of the the comments. And, of course, there were... That's always the wrong idea. It is. (laughs) But there was this one lady, I think, I assume it's a lady, basically posted, atheists can do no good. Like, what? Yeah. (laughs) But according to your pope, uh, atheists can do good. Well, you're such a silly pope. You sit down. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway. And, you know. But uh, there, there was a guy who, who turned me to a guy named Peter White. This is on the CNN blog, and he says, Pope Francis, what does the Bible say? Read Ephesians 2, 8-9, Romans 10, 9-10, Romans six twenty three, or the words of Jesus himself, John 6, 28-29, and Isaiah 64, 6. All of those are basically saying, you cannot get to heaven through deeds alone. <laughs> yes. Which I think... The, the Pope probably just left out the, the part about having to be Catholic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's some of it came through weird in translation, mm. in that he may have said, can be good, but not necessarily, they can be saved, but the, the connotation may not have been, if they stay the way they are. If they change and enter into her... That's, that's what he left out. Yeah, so it was, it was an extemporaneous speech, which, as we found on this podcast, is difficult as hell to do and stay consistent with. So. (laughs) (laughs) You want to end uh, end that with a (laughs) non-preposition? Where are y'all from? I'm from a place where we don't, where we know better than to end the sentence with a preposition. Where, Where y'all, y'all from, from, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Just punch that one. That's right. <laughs> okay, apparently I missed that YouTube video. No, YouTube That's video. a it's joke. A joke. Okay, sorry. Oh, it's a southern joke, though, because it's yeah. about a Texas girl and probably some uh, Druish You're... princess. Yeah. <laughs> some Yankee. So, yep. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So, yay, Pope, for inviting atheists into her. <laughs> he made a step forward. He, made, he 
extended yeah, an olive branch, like, but yeah. you know, then someone else came out and whacked us with it. Well, this is what I'm going to say. When Pope Francis was elected, we were all very cautiously hesitant about him. I didn't elect him. <laughs> when the papal conclave elected Pope Francis, we were all cautiously optimistic about him i would say you know we were all let's just see what this guy does let's let's hold back so far he really seems to be bucking the trend of the previous popes and let's hope that this trend that he's bucking continues everybody's an atheist <laughs> No, that's not going to happen. Let's let's hope that his his trend so far continues. This organization, the Catholic Church, has been around for let's let's give them eighteen hundred years, something like that. They're not going to change overnight, right? There's a lot of inertia. There is, but we're starting to see it from a top down, which is a first. Yes, you see it frequently in small parishes and small churches. Now we're starting to see it from the top down. And people like, I'm sure, Timothy Dolan, the cardinal in New York City, I'm sure that his pucker factor is at, like, 11. What about the Catholic League? Yeah. I actually, I, I was Googling. I was Googling what Bill Donahoe had to say about this. Fortunately, I'm not finding anything. I'm just, okay, I know this is wrong. I apologize now. Maybe it was just shocked into silence. You know what? That's better than what I was thinking. Because I was just thinking aneurysm. You know, <laughs> his brain just went. <laughs> slight, slight, yeah, slight pop. And the fax machine went quiet. <laughs> and, and David Silverman's head poked up like, oh, what was that sound? <laughs> All the atheist prairie dogging. Huh? <laughs> Which works great on the podcast. <laughs> well, I, I kind of imagine it more like meerkats. Yeah. We're all just standing there going, hmm. let's all look around. And then there's one little atheist over here going, there's a bear right over there. Gotcha, guys. So we had the Pope come up and, and say something interesting. And then all of his little satellite people just had a conniption. Speaking of satellites. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Subtle transition. <laughs> so there have been some interesting developments in uh, the world of satellitology. Is that a word? No. It is now. It's the study of satellites. Satellitology. <laughs> it's the study of that one Dave Matthews song. <laughs> right. First of all, the Kepler satellite has run into some problems. The Kepler satellite is... The satellite that has been searching for planets. Am I saying Kepler satellite too much? No, when you stopped at the Kepler satellite had ran into, I thought you were going to say a lamppost. <laughs> a lamppost. <laughs> uh, it ran into a thing that's calling Vigor. <laughs> so the Kepler satellite ran into some problems because it has lost a stabilizing... Uh, gyroscope? Gyroscope, yeah. Let's just call it a stabilizer. The Kepler satellite... As an engineer, shouldn't you remember that term better than yes, I should? Yes, I know. Okay. Kepler satellite has run into problems with one of the stabilizers. It lost the stabilizer in July of 2012. It lost one, and now it's lost another one. So it originally had some redundancy, and that yes. redundancy has now become redundant. Has now begun... Has now become... Un undundant. Undundant. Exactly. <laughs> so what this means is it can no longer look 
and stabilize itself while it's trying to take a picture of a place. And, of course, what that means is it can't gather the light, which it has to stare at a certain place for a very long time so it can gather as much photons of light. And so that, that's how we... That's how it gets all the pictures. Right. So if I were to stand up and run around this table and try to keep the center of the table in my vision, I would have to turn my head. Yeah. And that's what a satellite has to do when it's trying to keep an eye on a nebula or something. Right. Or in this particular case, because it's actually searching for planets, it has to look at a specific star. Right. So one very specific point. Yes. So as if I looked across the room at the clock. I had to keep turning my head to keep an eye on the clock. Yeah. And then it's actually worse than that, but okay. But now, <laughs> a nice little because analogy. I am unstable, I keep my head in the same attitude. So I look at the clock, I look at the lamp, I look at the wall, I right. look at the window, and it's not getting the correct amount of light. Right. It's not. It's not, it's not swiveling to, to keep your focus. That's a much better explanation than what I just took two minutes to do. <laughs> it's not swiveling. <laughs> so the Kepler mission was supposed to only go through mid two thousand twelve. So it's supposed to be a three and a half year mission. So it's actually 18 months beyond the end of the original mission. Oh, good. So this is actually pretty cool because the Mars rovers have been going way longer. Kepler mission has been going longer. The Hubble telescope has been going way longer. So we've been making some pretty damn good stuff and and shoving it out there as opposed to the ones that we've lost. We won't talk about those, though. So the scientists and engineers are still trying to fix it, but it was the 16th of May when this problem happened, and I haven't seen anything in the news yet. If they don't fix it, that'll be really bad, but not so bad because they were expecting it to fail at some point. Now, the cool thing is... It's, I assume they've already tried turning it off and turning it back on again. Uh, <laughs> one, one assumes that that's, that's probably the case, yeah. It is discovered in its three-and-a-half-year mission 132 planets. Sorry, 132 exoplanets, which were... Planets orbiting around other stars. Some of those are Earth-like. So in its three-and-a-half-year mission, Mm -hmm. which lasted longer than Star Trek's three seasons, Mm -hmm. they've discovered more planets than Star Trek did. Exactly. But there's also over 2,000 candidate planets. That's going to keep people really busy because... That's going to be a big presidential election. Yes. Damn, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) That was actually a joke I was going to make. I forgot. Fuck. Good one. Okay. (laughs) Damn it. Ah, curse of luck. All right. So that's kind of sad that that we're going to lose the Kepler. And interestingly enough, another satellite went out, a weather satellite. Uh, Noah lost one of those that's in geosynchronous orbit over, kind of looks down on Puerto Rico and in that area. Keep us safe from hurricanes, that sort of thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it's for prediction. And they're saying, oh, no problem, because the hurricane season's usually later in the year, you know, so no, no, not a problem. But, of course, we've been seeing some wacky weather uh, recently. We'll see what happens with that. They do have a spare, so they just have to kind of move that over and then they'll launch another I thought one. they had to launch another the, Okay. They, so, they, they do have to launch So they can move a, a clone satellite over... I believe that's correct. Or yeah. at least change its orbit so it covers multiple areas and... There's lots of satellites up there, yeah. but this is a very specialized satellite. This is a very specialized. So they do have to put another one up there, but I think they were they were expecting one of them to fail. So I think they're, they've got another one. About Oftentimes in these these space projects, either the rovers or satellites or whatever, they'll build two or three only to send one up just in case. Mm-hmm. Like just in case when you're loading it on the rocket, it falls over and goes kersklunch. Right. 
So they say, okay, we'll get the spare. <laughs> well, well, the, the GPS satellites, there's actually a couple of spares out beyond where they're orbiting. And so if one fails totally, they can actually move another one into place. Cool. Yeah, that's pretty hip. There's also a kind of a cool thing happening on Kickstarter. I can get involved in science? We all can get involved in science. Planetary Resources Company who are planning on finding asteroids and mining asteroids. Eventually. Eventually. Have a Kickstarter for, they're looking to get $1 million to create a mini satellite, which is about the size of a moving box. Or something you get printer paper at work. Yeah. One of those boxes. That, yeah, exactly. Which makes it very easy to deploy. But you it's just kind of be... huck it up there if you, <laughs> you flick the wrist right. That's part of what the million is for, is to uh, get, you know, some... Rocket time. Right. Yeah, rocket time. And so they're crowdsourcing the funding and the building of the satellite. It's going to be pretty small, as I said, so it's not going to be like a Hubble level. But they're planning on having a, a constellation of these eventually that will be hunting the asteroids. This first one is going to be controlled by... With the crowdsourcing, they're going to allow some of the people or groups of people who give them money to point the satellite where they want. Out at space, not in, in someone's space. bedroom. It, well, it's probably got going to be able to eat, read license plates or anything like that. Well, um, you, you said it's it's not, say, a Hubble, but it's been, what, 20 years since Hubble first went up? Yeah. There's been a lot of uh, advances right. in, opti- in optics, optics where so. maybe something this small may not be as amazingly powerful as Hubble became, but as something that was launched 20 years ago, would that size would have well, been like a cell phone camera. Yeah, but the other thing is that... Optics for faraway objects are different from near, so you, you wouldn't point. be able to you wouldn't be able to point the Hubble at Earth, say, or even on that asteroid from Armageddon, Armageddon, or whatever it was. You wouldn't be able to actually see focus in on that okay. asteroid because it's too close. All right, and so it's it, also moving. It, it too depends fast. on how they've set it up, where maybe they can kind of point it at the moon, but they can't get detail like, say, right. the Apollo landers or something yeah, like exactly. that. So that's pretty cool. So they're going like, uh, what, $35 gets you... The lower level pricings of the Kickstarter bonuses are, I think, a little silly, but kind of cool at the same time. I'm, I'm kind of waffling back and forth on this. The satellite is a gold metal tube where they have the main optics and the telescope thing with mm-hmm. a broad sheet of solar cells onto it. And then on the backside, they've slapped an iPad. Yeah. Essentially what the low-level bonuses are going to be is they have a little mini camera on an extender arm right. that they will display whatever picture you want on the iPad and then take pictures of it and the satellite with the Earth behind it. That's pretty cool. It is kind of cool, except for the fact that on their Kickstarter page... One of the example pictures they use is Surly Cat or Grumpy Cat. What's it? its name? I mean, I can understand the cute little pictures of like the two kids saying hi, mom, or something like that. But yeah, one of the examples was uh, Surly. Is it Grumpy Cat or Grumpy Cat? Grumpy, Grumpy Cat. And another one is that um, meme picture of the little baby with its fist pump going and going, yeah. That's in the video, not on the Kickstarter page. Oh, yeah. Half, uh, I'd say a quarter way down the. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I see. Sorry. So they're, I, I guess they're being a little whimsical for publicity's sake. Hopefully, yeah. I'm sure they have some review process so you can't get, like, your girlfriend's boobs. 
Yeah, probably not. Probably not, especially because lower down they have the option of making holiday cards. (laughs) Right. It's a cool way to get people involved and be interested in space and science again. But but for $200, you will be able to point the telescope at an object other than the sun and take a picture of it. Cool. So $200 and up, you know, you're actually saying that you will be able to move the satellite. Uh, which is interesting because a satellite that small, I mean, it takes uh, gyroscopes and fuel to be able to to move this around. And perhaps it's all electrical and and I know there, it's going to be solar, so maybe they'll be able to do that. But Well, maybe they might do something like it'll be pointed towards, say, Jupiter and they'll take all the Jupiter pictures. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah. And you turn a couple degrees and, oh, look, then we can see the Horsehead Nebula. They'll take a couple of pictures of that. Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll say, order yeah. things in so they're not going 20 degrees right, 100 degrees left, you know, 50 yeah, degrees right. up so, and like. Right. You so know. you're right. They'll, everything has to be in. It's not like, we're moving the Hubble. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then and moving. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. It'll all have to be planned out because they're, not, they're only going to have so much power. But this is just the first satellite, as you said. Yeah. If they have 50 of these in space. They can do a lot with it. Right. And they should be have enough resolution for them to find satellites and to do a lot of science. Because they can leave it on even when they're transitioning so that you can do those comparison photos of before, after. Is, exactly. Do you prefer A? Do you prefer B? Do you prefer <laughs> B or C? The, the eye test photos. So you can say, oh, right. look, there's a comet. And right. then you can discover a comet. and. Okay, I'm getting more and more excited about this little satellite thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, wish, I wish I had the money to, to... Well, maybe we can. Maybe Skeptic Wire can put our picture up there. That would be kind of cool. That would be yeah. interesting. Yeah, so $25 gets us a selfie. <laughs> uh, I think we $40 gets us a selfie with a 4x6 print. So, if you'd like a... <laughs> if you'd like to see the Skeptic Choir on a satellite... Send us an email with $25 cash. <laughs> There's a slight problem with that. Yeah, We don't accept scan, cash. Scan, scan the money. No, no. Send us a check <laughs> through the email. Through the email. That's right. Or instant message the check to us. They, they that might know. work better. That might work better. So, I, I think that's, it's, it's a cool idea. A million dollars is probably enough to launch it. Because it should be fairly light, then it's a matter of paying the people to get the data and, and, and work on it. And well, it, it's, it's got 32 days to go, and they're already at $234,000 as of the recording of this podcast. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and because before we started, the, it was at two hundred seventeen. Yeah, so it's been what, some 20000 in the last hour. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. And when happen. somebody like Zach Braff can raise two million dollars in a day and a half, I was wondering if this was gonna become a rant for Donna yeah. on film stuff. <laughs> Not happy with Zach Braff. Who's Zach Braff? Zach Braff is a guy on Scrubs. He did okay. the movie Garden State a couple of years ago. Okay. Okay. Zach Braff did the movie Garden State and everything else, but he is a Hollywood actor. He's got access to a lot of money, and he went to Kickstarter to finance basically his follow-up to Garden State, another indie project, and asked for $2 million because I don't want to have to be all Hollywood, and I don't want to have to answer to people, and I just want to do it my way. When he has access to all of this money, whereas people like me and other filmmakers don't. Right. 
So it's, it's a guy using his fame to get the money to do what he wants. Right. So basically you're asking your patrons, because you're, you're not even getting like a free ticket or anything. It's like, oh, look, you get a couple of songs from the soundtrack or whatever, you know. Yeah, they, they probably get listed in the credits on the director's cut of the DVD. Lord of the Rings listed like everybody in the fan base on uh, the DVDs. Same with Clerks too. Right. Exactly. So, you know, Kevin Smith does it. So, But... It's a huge, it's... It's a kick in the face. It is. It prompted a bunch of people to ask Joss Whedon, why don't you do this? It was so successful for this. And then it, the reboot for the Ron- Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't you do this? And his answer was, I'd love to, but Marvel owns my ass for like the next decade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a little busy. Speak about busy. <laughs> We're busy with... The lightning round! Lightning round! The lightning round, where each of us gets 90 seconds, except for Greg. Most of us get 90 seconds to answer as many questions as we can about topics, uh, headlines from the past week or so. That's a good uh, synopsis summary. Yeah, a synopsis summary? Yes. It's my new word, just like glean. And whatever the hell else I was saying when I was cracking up 15 minutes ago. Glean, glean, glean. I think Gary went first last time. Yeah, but I lost. So she can go first. You ready, Donna? Make her go first. I'm as ready as I'll ever be. I believe in you, Donna. I don't. The timer will begin when I finish your first question. Originally dated to the 17th century, a recently revised date of the 12th century uh, of a university library of Bologna's Rotolo II is the oldest known complete copy of... The Torah? Ethiopian activist uh, uh, Bogolatek Gebre won the King Baudouin Prize in Belgium for her campaign to eradicate... Homophobia. Female genital mutilation. Uh, Cardinal Timothy Dolan called for praying, fasting, and some unspecified, quote-unquote, personal sacrifice to affect the Supreme Court's decision on blank. Uh, Abortion. Marriage equality. University of Alberta researchers exploring the Canadian Arctic discovered birophytes that appear to have survived blank. The cold? (laughs) <laughs> should be the obvious answer. I'll kind of give it to you being buried under ice for 400 years. They have respawned. It was recently discovered that some ongoing education courses taken by Australian doctors include outdated and discredited inf- information on... Vaccines. Texas rep Louis Gohmert told a woman who made the difficult choice to terminate her pregnancy after an MRI showed that the fetus was missing a large part of, his bra- of its brain that blank. Uh, she should go to jail, that she was going to hell, that she should carry it to term, all of that jazz. The last one, that she should have carried it to term anyway. Uh, That's a smart thing. Glenn Beck said on his Blaze show that Blank at CNN arranged to have Wolf Blitzer ask an atheist tornado survivor. A producer. If she's thanked the Lord, blah, blah, blah. That it was a setup. More ominous. (sighs) Not just a setup. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it was the forces of spiritual darkness. <laughs> yes. 
But yeah, I just it was a setup by a producer. Because he did say setup yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, but the the phrase that I was going for was the <clears throat> thing. But anyway. Okay. You got four out of seven. Yeah, I pretty much sucked. We'll see <laughs> how I do. We'll which see how much Gary sucks. Which, yeah. considering that I barely read the articles for the long topics today. You really gotta stop even, being so proud of that. <laughs> really didn't even get to the satellite one. <laughs> well, we'll see how Gary does. You ready? Yep. Timer ready? Yep. All right. Yep. Pretty sure he'll be the second queen of the podcast. Maybe. Psychologist Don Pilly of Wolford College is publishing in the May of Learning and Motivation that he was able to train his dog Chaser to blank. Uh, detect bad grammar. Whoops, sorry. Yeah. You were correct. E.W. Jackson, Republican nominee for the lieutenant governor in Virginia, said that, says that he's a Christian and has no reason to apologize for speaking out against blank. Oh, curse the luck. Uh, atheist, I think, but no, 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 no. Oh, damn, because I, I, oh, I read this. What other horrible people? Uh, gays. A photo from the mass camera on NASA's Curiosity rover taken on September 28th, 2012, is making the rounds on the internets for supposedly capturing an image of a blank on Mars. Crudely drawn penis. Nope, even more recent. Oh. A yeah. rat or a squirrel? Oh. Squirrel! <laughs> Uh, a team at the NIH's National Institute of Dental and Craniofacial Research bred mice that were unable to produce a chemical called NPPB, a signaling chemical that allows them to blank. Damn, I, I, I heard this one too. <clears throat> um, allows them to scratch, itch. Itch. <laughs> you were just taking so long. <laughs> Uh, last week, an imaging system on the satellite known as Goes East ceased to transmit images, which may lead to gap in blank. In the hurricane forecast. After American atheists called Governor Nathan Deal's bluff on putting atheist literature in government-owned cabins, Deal said that if they want to put atheist literature there, I can't blank. Um, complain overly loud or stop them? I can't stop somebody from destroying it. Donna got it right. Oh, he cannot it. guarantee their safety. Ah, I got three. You got, but yeah, with my help, you got four. So <laughs> Donna, you're Uber queen of the podcast. I seem to do better on the birthdays than I do on the lightning rat. Well, that's why we all work together to, to work together to make an awesome show together where we all contribute everything. Kumbaya. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. You notice I stopped after the first. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, not even I believe that." Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that being said, did you have a web of trust? Yeah, I kind of did. Web of trust. I've been trying to relate these to the birthdays in some way, and this is kind of a stretch. But so Lorenzo's oil is kind of quacky cure for something that's out there that is actually bad. So I'm going to suggest people go to. KTRadioNetwork.com, which is Kevin Trudeau's website where he airs all his videos. So, uh, yeah, there's actually already a red marker for child safety for him. Everything oh, wow. else is about 50%. So I think he deserves a, a lower rating that. But it's up to you guys on the web plugin tool, Web of Trust. Rate him however you think he should be rated. And then leave a comment on the scorecard of Web of Trust and tell others about the wackiness that is Kevin Trudeau. Yeah. And that is ktradionetwork.com, all one word. 
and that, that'll be in the show notes and and on on the blog. And the other thing is, uh, we received an email message, a couple of email messages. So we really appreciate you guys writing and uh, airing your views. Yeah, there was uh, some one, stuff. one of them was was about the when we talked about the sodium. Uh, so Michael left a message on our Facebook page talking about sodium and how it wasn't just it wasn't the sodium that that was causing him problems, but taking ibuprofen. Um, and so, absolutely, that's that's absolutely right. I, I was just saying that a lot of things are high in sodium, <laughs> and there are any other number of things. And so you just have to be aware of what you're eating. This goes back two episodes, doesn't it? I think it was last episode. It had to have been last episode because I wouldn't hear to it. <laughs> yes. Because he did also leave a comment the week before about, about the alcohol Chico. tolerance issue right. as well. Right. So uh, we really appreciate it when you, when you guys interact and uh, we will interact more. So please send us emails and, and messages and all that jazz. So, thank you for joining us this week. We will talk with you next week. I am going to the American Humanist, so I hope uh, some of you are out there this weekend. Sunny San Diego. Yeah, it's kind of chilly, about 70 degrees. Oh, gee, however will you survive? I don't know. All right, see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Uh, this stuff can be tossed in. Recycled. <laughs> yes, please. Recycled with Reapermon? I don't know. Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't know either. Reapermon? Really? <laughs> Recycled with Reapermon. It makes sense. Why not Reastat? Ooh. It's not a person. Oh. Well, I was thinking like a Discovery Channel TV show. Recycling with Reapermon. Mm-hmm. Dirty Jobs with Dirty Joe. Whatever the hell his name is. Shut the fuck up with Shut the Fuck Up. (laughs) Get the fuck out of my house. (laughs) He's like, okay. That doesn't even make sense. (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, bleen. (laughs) Bleen. Bleen. A A new fragrance for the Skeptic Choir. (laughs) (laughs) Is your fragrance dull and lifeless? Get bleen <laughs> from the makers of ass. <laughs> you ass know what I'm about. A new fragrance for men. <laughs> it's from evil. I see. That's so funny. Certain fat, fatty acids are oxidized, and it causes the ac- acumen. It causes the shut up, <laughs> shut the fuck up, you asshole. <laughs> You spent all this time memorizing it and saying one word. <laughs> I, didn't and I couldn't that. pronounce accumulation. <laughs> Damn it, I still can't do it. Accumulation. Yay! I'm still going to skip the word when we go back into <laughs> okay. it anyway.
The gathering. <laughs> there can be only one. <laughs> yeah, see, I know. Nope. Oh, I see cards. So he told me, A for you, the so we had the Pope come up and, and say something interesting, and then all of his little satellite people just had a conniption. Speaking of satellites, <laughs> <laughs> boom. Subtle <laughs> transition. Flex <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, there's been some interesting things happen the last couple of of days. You okay? <laughs> I think we broke him. I think so. <laughs> we broke Greg. <laughs> I was just moving on. Okay, let's just move on. We no, might have to let's, wait. Make, let's make sure we don't have to call 911. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> No, apparently it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I appreciate when my, you know, when my transitions are are, which are, we've all ruined now. <laughs> are appreciated. Hey, it's been a... <laughs> sitting there festering and bubbling inside. And... It's been a long time since we've had a giggle fit like that. Okay. And that's, remember, this is why we do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, for anybody that needs a washer dryer. Oh, God damn it. No. <laughs> Chicago's up one. This like, is the final game of the like, uh, hockey, hockey finals. Sorry. Oh, because wow. oh, oh, I'm a woman. Is that why? A washer and dryer? Because I'm a woman? God damn it. I thought she had spilled lemonade on her laptop. Yeah, yeah. No, Chicago's up 1-0. It's the final game of the NHL finals. I thought the the NBA, the basket hoop thing game was no, no. now. NHL. No, no. Hockey. I thought the, the, the basketball finals were going on now. They're, they are, too. The, well, well, they're the getting Western, ready. The Eastern, the Eastern Conference. It has not finished yeah. yet. Well, that's just poor planning. Well, this <laughs> To have be- two major sports ending at the same time? That's because Wait till baseball the- finishes. What, well, what happens at the same time as baseball finishing? <laughs> Football, doesn't it? I don't know. Football starts. Yeah. No, that's starting and finishing. That, that, yeah. that makes sense. The for- reason this year's... This year's uh, Stanley Cup playoffs were extended because of the strike. Okay. So they don't always coincide with the no, same week. No, usually Stanley Cup ends in April. Okay. Yeah. But they had to extend it because of the walk-off. So. <clears throat> and my team is in the finals. Except the Bears. The Bears. The Red Wings. The Red Wings. <laughs> I knew that. Which is a different kind of bear. Yes. It so, has wings. Yes. And it is seventh game. It's a 3-3 tie right now. So I'm I'm very invested. It's okay. The Planetary Resources Company, who are planning... What, I said planetary, didn't I? God damn it. <laughs> I was really just going to let it go because I'm sure you would have said it differently 
again, but <laughs> Tories. <laughs> so the <laughs> so the plan. God. <clears throat> so the planetary resource. See now. <laughs> see that doesn't help the editing. <laughs> know. Nobody knows why you're going planetary. <laughs> yeah, I know. And see, I, I'm, I'm catching myself. So, so the planetary resources company who are planning on mining asteroids. Have this cool little Kickstarter. They're trying to Kickstarter. Is your tongue not working right? I'm so sorry about this edit. I really am. Well, as long as you start more, start more over. (laughs) (laughs) I could just take a whole lock, stock, and barrel and throw it at the end of the show. Here we go. Hold on. Okay. So there's a cool thing on. Kickstarter, uh, the planetary resource. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I can't believe I'm doing this. Okay. What's in the lemonade? <laughs> yeah, right. you guys thought I didn't drink. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I put LSD in the lemonade. Uh-huh. Well, you know what they say. The most vocal opponents of a product are usually its most frequent writers. <laughs> or people who have had to quit and are very loud about it. Like, the most anti-smoking people are usually people who have quit smoking. Or the atheists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Down. All right. So, there's a cool thing happening on Kickstarter right now. The Planetary Resources Company, who are... But they're, they're looking to, to do this to, as a proof of concept at the beginning because they want to use these small satellites to, to do the hunting for the asteroids. And it's, what, about the size of a, of a laptop? Like a big laptop? I, I like thought it was more... Like a box. Like a, like a like moving a book box. box book a, moving box? A, yeah. Yeah, a, a, like um, a box you would get printer paper in. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's what that's other, a, our listeners can actually. Would you stop whacking the microphone? I can't help it. <laughs> I need to stop pointing at you. <laughs> okay, so it's about the size of of a box. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were cueing me, but did you have to make the come hither motion? <laughs> <laughs> Things you can say to your. Dog. It's about but the not size your of girlfriend. A... <laughs> I was gonna say. I was gonna it's say. The size of a box, on. and then he does. I'm gonna play with your clip motion. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I could see you both for sexual harassment right now. Okay. <laughs> As well, you should. Uh, Gary, <laughs> professional butt plug. I'm gonna play with your choda lawn. Choda. I've heard some people refer to the taint as the choda. I hate you both. As well you should. I, I will tell you right now, I am a little sensitive to the sexual harassment stuff. Probably will be for about a week. Should have it out of my system by next week. So hmm. feel free to continue on then. <laughs> Can we cut it back a little bit right now? I'm okay. sorry, Donna. No, you didn't know. I I just... Really wasn't planning on hearing all of the... (laughs) (laughs) Neither were we, but Gary made the motion. 
Hey, baby, I see your bucks. <laughs> you want to start over? <laughs> yeah, where, how far back? <laughs> Go all the way to the beginning? Hello! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's sexual harassment awareness day <laughs> at the podcast. <laughs> all right. Only awareness because we got called on it. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I can... Ah, queen of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>